welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Hi, Scale listeners. This is David Finkel, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff Hoffman. Scale Your Business Radio is going to give you a proven map for growing your business while gaining more personal freedom, to grow your business by getting it to produce more so you don't have to. And today, Jeff, we're going to be doing part one of a two-part series on the six major time addictions. And for those of you listening here, remember, think about these. These are things that rob your time and kill your productivity. They weaken your company. And as we go through them, uh, Jeff, should we list all six or should we just start them off and reveal them one at a time? What do you think? Uh, yeah, let's, I, I think just list them quickly, David, and then let's pick a few and talk about them. <laughs> all right. So, again, we're going to be doing this in two parts, so let's do part one here. So here's what they are. First time addiction, email. <laughs> this email addiction probably outweighs the other five altogether. You look at how it kills your time and your company's productivity. Number two, social media. Number three, television. Whether you're watching it on a device or you're watching it on a big screen TV. Four deadlines, five crises. And then finally, number six is escapist behavior. So, Jeff, let's come back to email and talk about that. Start us off. Okay, I think that's a great one because we literally, we do two things wrong. By the way, guilty myself. I'm still working on it. But uh, one, (laughs) one is that we pretty much use email to run our business, which is just a really bad idea. Email is not a tool designed to run a business, but we do that. We run so much of our business off of email. And two... We let it run our time. There's this thing, you know, I, I was telling the story once that it, when I was a kid, the phone rang at dinner, and my mother jumped up to get it, and I said, why don't you wait till we finish eating dinner? And she said, because the phone's ringing. And I said, Mom, it's not a law. No police officer is going to walk in here and say, ma'am, you didn't answer your phone during dinner. You're under arrest. Well, that's how we are with email. We feel like obliged and compelled to check our email all the time and to respond to emails. It, it takes priority over real work that generates revenue and affects customers, uh, we get so caught up in email and it's so inefficient uh, that we're literally avoiding or missing much more productive, much more valuable work that we should be doing. Email just owns us, David. I totally agree with that, and I'm smiling here because I also, I struggle with as well, and we did a survey, Jeff, uh, a couple, we've done probably about a 1,000 business owners on different webinars. We've done this question. We've asked them, what's the single most expensive interruption or disruption to your business day? We asked them, was it email? Was it meetings? Um, was it customer complaints or fires? And a series of different possibilities. And by factor of four to one, the biggest winner, and I, I put winner in quotation marks, was email. I mean, it just kills productivity. And, and there's this idea we have that we think we have to be on top of email and I think it's driven by probably two things. Well, three things. One is, let's face it, email is just addictive as it is, right? You, you get a new message that comes in quite frequently, maybe two or three messages uh, for some people a minute. Some people it's two or three messages every 15 minutes or half an hour. It takes just a moment, we think, just to check it to glance down. So why not check our phone or why not look over at it? And it just it, it has all those things that remind me of being in Las Vegas walking by slot machines. I mean, it's got little dings that sound off when you've won and an email's come in. You've got little auditory <laughs> flags that tell you the email's waiting for you. I mean, do you ever think about that? Do like, you ever feel like a, a rat sitting there on a treadmill with with this email dings? It's like you have another, you have another food pellet there that you have to press the lever and perform for. I mean, I, I felt that way before. <laughs> uh, 
That is pretty funny. That is very true. And the other thing that we lack as a business is etiquette as a business owner. So and what I mean by etiquette is real rules for email use in your company. So here's one. Uh, I have to read the whole email to figure out if you're talking to me or just telling me. Am I supposed to do something or are you just keeping me up to speed? So etiquette such as the subject line, putting something that says action required, addressing the email only to the person whose action you need, and CC to the people is just informational. People don't do that. Every email I have to try to figure out how, how much of a part of this email am I and am I supposed to do something. You know, another part of that email etiquette is sometimes someone will send out an idea, and there will be all these responses that say, great idea, I agree, me too, yes. So I read 12 emails, 11 of which were just saying that the original email was a good idea, but I have to look at the other 11 to figure out they don't actually say anything. So all these etiquette rules about subject lines, about action items, about who's copied, and about when you reply and when you don't reply all, we need to use etiquette in our company to make our use of email more efficient as well. I love it. And I want to call the listener. I want to recommend to you that in pages 245 through 248 of scale, you know, we have the top 10 email best practices and just named a couple. For example, on the subject line, you know, we talk about the 123 system where just by putting a little bit of a prefix to that subject line, a one says, this is urgent. You have to do something with this right away. And the key is to don't send more than maybe one or two ones in a typical week, not in a day, in a week. If you're doing more than that, you're calling fire too often. Number two, a two says, hey, Jeff, you have to do something with this, but it's not urgent. But please take a look at it and know that you need to take some next action with it. And a three means FYI. And the nice reason for using this versus you know longer headers, number one is faster, but number two now you can get to emails that go to multiple people. Maybe I send an email to Jeff and to his partner, Dave, over at Color Jar. I can say, this is something that Dave needs to do, but Jeff, you just need to know it. So what I simply put down is I put down, you know, two Dave, comma, three Jeff. So now Jeff knows that he can look at it like a quick scan, but Dave knows he has to do something with it. And the rest of the subject line I actually try to make it very easy for them to know what I'm expecting him to do based on this or a way for them to, to more equally search for this email later on by choosing a subject line that's uh, friendly for someone to go search their own inbox or archive folder. I think those are absolutely great suggestions. So for all our listeners, think about, again, a set of rules that make your ability to process your inbox much more efficient because today it's, it's a mess. You have to read everything to figure out what it is. We have got to solve that problem to become more productive. Uh, I don't know if we lost David there, so let me go on to the next one. We'll cover another one, which is uh, social media as well. Um, uh, we just see there have been a lot of studies done already talking about just how much social media is impacting productivity at work, and you've got to set rules. What you're not going to be able to do is, can, is tell people they can never look at their social media or touch it at work, perhaps, uh, but you at least have to agree on on some level of etiquette and rules from it. My employees uh, all tend to just at lunch, in the morning before they start, and at lunch, I see that they're on their social email, and that's their lunchtime. I see them on their social media, that's their lunchtime, that's fine. They can do that, but it's just important that, that they follow those rules, so we're not telling them, we're not pretending that social media doesn't dominate people. We know they do that. We know they're going to check it. We just don't want them to be doing it all day long, and so we set, a rule, set a set of rules 
uh, that kind of guide that as well. To some degree, I'll hit David. I don't know if you're... Uh, okay. I am. Yeah. Unfortunately, that the power of the internet got cut here. But uh, coming back to this idea of social media, one thing I would suggest you guys that are listening: you have meetings, and I, what are the etiquette inside your company for meetings? Is it okay for people to be on their phones, doing email, texting, and or social media, or do you expect that when you're at a meeting that people are going to be focused in on the meeting? And my suggestion for you um, is to think clearly about that and to make a good choice for us internally. When we do meetings, we expect that people are going to be involved with the meetings. We'll usually break every hour, hour and a half, and people can check email or other things. But during the meeting, that's turned off. Why? It's distracting to other people. We find internally, we've decided that that's just not respecting everyone's time that are there to be there for that meeting. It's up to you, but be putting some boundaries of what you think would be appropriate here. Now, Jeff, I know in this next segment here, you're going to be gone. You're going to be off to the business meeting that you've got out here. What's the conference that you're speaking at in Milan right now? This is something called the Global Entrepreneurship Congress, GEC, where there are small business owners and entrepreneurs, like I said, from about 125 countries that gather once a year uh, to discuss how to scale businesses. That's fantastic. Well, we certainly wish you the best with that. Stay tuned. We'll come back for part two on the six-time edition. And you're listening to Scale Your Business Radio. We'll be back in a short moment. Hi, Scale Listener. This is David Finkel, co-host with Jeff Hoffman of Scale Your Business. I wanted to let you know that our newest book, Scale, was just released and to encourage you to get your copy. The book will give you seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back. Scale will help you work less by getting your business to produce more. Get your copy online or at your local bookseller. For more information, visit us online at scaleyourbusinesstoolkit.com. Scale Your Business Toolkit. 